Pop Punk and Pizza is presented by Pop Punk Takeout, which is a monthly subscription box that delivers merch from pop punk artists from all over the world directly to your doorstep. So make sure you sign up for your very own monthly box at poppunktakeout.com and also follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Pop Punk Takeout. I'm going out, I gotta go, I'll bang a ring on the radio, so turn it up, I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. All right, let's get rolling. Sorry, I had some uh, technical difficulties. I'm Jacques Lamour. Thank you so much for being here. And that's our first episode for March 2021. Things are getting crazy, but you know what? We're trying to keep our heads on straight, right? Uh, Got some great guests for you on this episode. And uh, a little bit, we are going to talk to one of the best uh, punk rock, pop punk cover bands of all time, in my opinion, from the UK. Uh, It's actually a pre-recorded interview because at this current time, it's what, like they're six hours ahead of me here in Chicago. So it would be super, just super late or super early in the morning. So I actually had to record that interview earlier today. So we'll be talking to Peach from Punk Rock Factory about uh, their new record. And they also have a tour coming up as well. So uh, that'll be in uh, about 30 minutes or so. First, we are going to catch up with a band that has been on the podcast before, but it's been three years ago already. It was episode number 37, and uh, we had the band on to talk about uh, warped memories. And uh, so returning is uh, actually Damien of Velicity and then Mike of Velicity, who actually has never been on the show before. So let's uh, re-welcome Damien. And then uh, fresh out of the box, we got Mike. Welcome, guys. Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, hey. I'm excited to be back. Yeah. I, I definitely missed... Uh, Missed uh, those those three years, man. They passed kind of really fast with everything going on, too. I know, right? I it just it feels like a different time. And yeah. so when I had it was you and Andrew, um, that were originally on. Uh, Mike and I were trying to <laughs> figure this out. Yeah. Um, before. I thought it was, yeah. I thought yeah. it was me and Andrew. I think if if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, I remember talking uh, a lot about warped at that at that time and. It was definitely fun. Um, so it's cool to be back on and and to catch up on on everything that's kind of occurred within the within these three years. Yeah. So you know, you were first on. It was episode thirty seven. We talked about your experience at Warped at Sea, which was pretty incredible. If uh, everyone gets the chance to go, if you've never listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because 100%. there's so. Right, there's some great stories of <laughs> Felicity on that uh, on that cruise. Very I, much so. I really hope they do that cruise again because that would be so cool. 
I would um, love it. I, in a heartbeat, if Kevin Lyman would say, hey, Felicity, you guys want to come back? <laughs> Easily. Easily, hey. without question. He, he might, man. I uh, I had him on the podcast last month, and we he he ended up bringing up Warped at Sea, and he, he talked about how cool that was, and it almost sounded like that, you know, he was kind of considering maybe... It's somewhere down the line doing something like that again. So, that's you all, know, that's, that would be rad. Well, if you talk to him again. Make sure to put in a good word for us. I'd be yeah. like, hey, remember that that band, uh, Velicity? Yeah, from Florida. Yeah, yeah. Put, put them on uh, Warped at Sea, by the way. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, no one else, just just them. Yeah, that's also great. <laughs> they can, you know, they can play as many a day to remember songs and and everyone else that everyone loves yeah, from Warp yeah. Tour. They yeah. can just go ahead and play all those songs. Whoever you guys want, private performances, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Um. So, uh, Mike, uh, you are you were telling me when uh, before we went on. You've actually kind of gone through uh, different variations of the band. Uh, you started as the drummer, right? Oh no, no, no! no. Um, I was, I was saying that uh, before I came along, there were a couple drummers, a couple bass players. Oh, okay, and gotcha. Just, um, Damien and Andrew were the uh, original original members that are, that are still in the band. Yeah. Yeah, Mike can't play the drums at all. So I can play better than you. <laughs> uh, Man, I wish uh, I wish you both had access to drums right now, and we could do a drum off live on on the internet right now. It would be close. That that's oh, all I can say. It would, it would be I close. Hurt my dominance right now on Tyler's drum set right there. But I won't because I'll save you the embarrassment. Oh, that's right. You have right. So Mike has a drum set, but I don't think Damien does. So I've got I've got two pencils here that I could do my best with oh. and a desk. That, but, that could yeah. <laughs> that <could> work. <laughs> Did you ever uh, like as a as a kid or a teenager in high school like drum on your books and your desk and stuff? Did you ever do that? One hundred percent. Like I was doing that constantly. Um, I actually wanted to be a drummer at one point. Um as I was growing up as well. And I had asked my mom and dad and uh, my dad was just straight up. No. And my mom was considering it. And then I had brought her to guitar center at one, one point And I, and I started playing on some of the drums and she's like, Nope, way too loud. <laughs> We're not doing it. No, stick to singing, stick to playing, stick to playing guitar. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, in hindsight, uh, I'm glad that I stuck with that, but I did oh want to be a drummer. So, answer your question yes so little did she know that you can crank a guitar just as loud if not louder than drums (laughs) yes well i got yelled at with that too but the drums weren't gonna happen so oh man that's a bummer how about you mike were you a uh drummer of the the desk and the books and all that stuff all all the things and it's such so funny you bring that up one of my earliest memories i mean i could have been four or five years old just at um, uh, one of my relatives' houses where there was a drum set. And I just remember sitting behind the kit and everything seemed really far away and really, really big. And I was just hitting, not no rhythm, just hitting things. And I asked my mom, how old was I? And she guessed I was four or five, but it's the first instrument I ever touched was a drum set. Gosh, that's funny. Yeah. That's cool, though. That's really cool. But you ended up becoming a bass player. I did, I so did. it must not have made a good enough impression on you. Well, it was That's also cool. what I had access to because because growing yeah, up, there was 
a lot of room for that entire drum set to kind of kind of fit in in the house. So uh, I relied on guitar and but then kind of leaned more on bass when I just started getting into it more. Cool. Uh, a few too many is checking in, saying it's the boys. Oh, what's up, guys? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good guys. Absolutely um, love those guys. They said, uh, yeah, they said put us down for repping the UK if Warped at Sea comes back. So oh, we got to play with them. We still have to play a show together. So right? I'll yeah, be, I mean, excited. you you need to go to the UK. They need to come to the US. You know. I yeah, mean, I think I think Andrew was talking with with uh, and with them at one point to maybe set up a show at some point. So, uh, you know, whenever they come to the States or if we get to go to the UK at some point. So uh, that would be sick, though. I would absolutely do that in a heartbeat. Great, great guys. Great band. Yes, uh, completely, completely agreed on that. So, uh, Velicity, there, there's a lot that's happened since 2018, uh, as we've said, when when you were last on the podcast. Um, you know, you've signed with Adventure Cat Records. You put out your first full length, uh, which is Dear Universe. It's uh, out now everywhere, so everyone should go stream it. Um, do you have physical? Do you have physical copies of it? I'm pretty sure you do, right? No, uh, yes? we actually have vinyls. vinyls. That's, That's what I thought. Yes. So and 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 you know, digital downloads, everything on like Spotify, Apple Music, and everything like that. So 100% check it out. We're really proud of this album, and um, yeah, we just we just you know released it a couple weeks couple, couple, couple weeks, weeks ago, ago. Yep. and uh, we've gotten great responses to it, and. Um, we're just really proud of it, and uh, we would definitely be touring it right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, the world is 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 slowly. I feel getting back into those things. Concerts, festivals are coming back, but it'll be a gradual thing. So right now, it's uh, it, it means a lot to be on this podcast and and sharing it with with your fans as well. So yeah. absolutely, check it out. Well, it's an honor to have you guys back. And uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I've been kind of getting. Uh, a little more anxious lately with this Delta variant being yeah. in the news a lot and COVID sure. numbers rising. And actually, you guys in Florida have been, uh, you know, a hot spot yeah. apparently as well. Um, and you do have a show coming up, though, right? In Florida? Yes, at the end of August, uh, August 27th, we're uh, celebrating the release of Dear Universe. And um, it's going to be at the Abbey. Uh, hopefully nothing interferes with that because we are super excited to finally get back on stage in front of a crowd. Yeah, knock, knock on wood on that. We're all knocking on wood. We're all knocking <laughs> on wood. <laughs> what, um, I think my favorite song um, on, on the record so far, and, and it could change. It's just going to depend on the day. But True. I think... And this, you're probably, you probably already know which one is my favorite because I feel like it's the most like, um, I don't know why my camera just turned off. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, are the, did the lights hold, come off? Hold on. Hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me fix that real quick. Yeah. Keeping us in suspense right now. Oh, this is all part of the show. Mike, do you think, do you, oh, there, there, there's, there it is. Back on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> well, you know, I uh, I just didn't want want you to see me get naked. Um, oh, okay. kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, but, but getting back to Dear Universe, you probably already know which song is my favorite because I feel like it's the most like pop punk song on the record, and that's uh, "Wish You Were Here," right? I <laughs> uh, wish you weren't here. Yeah, I wish you weren't here. 
My yeah, brain. yeah, we did a little play on that. I know. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I the first time I heard that song, I laughed out loud. I'm like, God, this is hilarious. <laughs> you know, it's just it's so good. It's got all the um, like the fun uh, stereotypical like pop punk things mm-hmm. kind of put in there, you know, 100%. and yeah. um, I wasn't actually expecting that when I first uh sat down actually well yeah sat down in the car and listened to the record because i was going on a long drive so i was like oh okay perfect opportunity to you know listen to the new velicity record and you know the uh you've definitely progressed your sound into i I mean you've always been more on the harder side i guess but um yeah more so i feel like on, on on dear universe so i really wasn't expecting um you know a song like uh wish you weren't here um so so when it came up i was like okay this is cool for sure kind of showing um you know your uh your variety and and different taste and and uh styles in the scene you know 100 percent. yeah um to to note that um this record in particular um definitely has those heavy tracks, those bangers like Pendulum, Hit and Run, um, Ghost Town. Um, but there is there is a slight departure um, towards the end of the record where it kind of gets a little bit softer, um, has a little bit of pop punk, like you said, like Wish You Were In Here and Lonely Nights yes. have a little of those vibes. But um, like Highs and Lows and You Got This are like a completely different feel. And Say La Vie, I, I would think, are a completely different feel than kind of what we've done in the past. So it was really exciting to kind of experiment in that with that with those styles and see what our our fan base thought. And uh, uh, it, interesting enough, those songs like have been some of the ones that have been talked about the most. So uh, that kind of leads us to to think like, what will the future be of Felicity after you know when we decide to start writing again and stuff like that? But we're 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 just excited that people are listening to this album and and uh, and find little bits and pieces. From it, like for example, you, you know, enjoying "Wish You Weren't Here," and you know, I, I, that's one of one of our favorite songs on the record as well. So it's cool that you really enjoyed that too. Yeah, there's just uh, I don't know. You can't beat beat a song like that. But obviously, I that's not the only song I liked. I well, did, sure. I did enjoy the the change of. I think it's Ghost Town, right? That's the one that's more ballady. Uh, or I, is it? I'd say Ghost Town's a little bit more. In, yeah, it's a harder song. Um, yeah, harder. One might have been. Mm, Is it you got this? You got this. You got this. Okay. Yeah, you got this, or probably lonely nights. I think probably fall a little bit more in the ballad style. It um, was you got. It was you got this for sure. I was going to say it was in the middle of the record. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah. It, that, that, yeah. It is the shift in the record. Yeah, yeah. And, and when that came on. That was another thing I wasn't expecting, and it almost kind of made me think that. Um, that beat you guys were using or that you use in the song, it kind of reminded me of like what modern country sounds like. Like it's like a similar type of, of beat. And I was like, Oh, okay, this is different. But obviously when everything else kicks in, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great comparison to it. Cause we just want to make something that can draw you in right from the get go and, and immediately catch your ear. And, um, and then that's kind of the beat we landed on this job. So, you know, sitting down and, and uh, writing this record, how did it all begin? And, and was it 
all kind of done in, in pieces, um, you know, and like, you know, in particular, um, kind of when d- did you did you decide to make sure to put these uh, different songs in or did that? Um, what's the I'm trying to think of the way to word that. Um, did, did you make it a point to make sure there was variety or did that just kind of mm. happen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you, do you, can I take this, Damien, and then and then you yeah, can yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I would say from the beginning there were a handful of songs that we all kind of jammed on our own, but then brought into the band. Like I jammed out what became Hit and Run and Pendulum with Damien and Tyler, and then we brought it to Andrew and Corey to put down guitars. And then I think Lonely Nights was. Corey came up with the guitar riff, showed Damien, highs and lows. Damien came up with the original idea. So we all kind of drew from our own uh, sources and went into the studio with a handful of ideas. And then those ideas through working with our producer, Andrew Wade, uh, just sort of came together. And then we basically thought, well, how can we showcase what Felicity could do? Because we had some hard songs, we had some medium songs, we had some softer songs, and we kind of just landed on that idea of, Let's just show everyone our versatility. Um, and, and then, yeah, that's kind of how things started out. I, I, think you're, I think you're spot on there, Mike. I mean, also like our influences, and, and we've talked about this in the past too, our influences come from all over the place. So I think this record in particular, there's a voice from each one of the band. Like it's not just one guy pulling all the strings, which I think is an amazing thing. Um, in a band to have all, you know, everyone's voice heard. So a lot of these songs came from different individuals, you know, the inception of the idea. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's why you kind of see all of these different styles in it as well. And then uh, plenty of things didn't make it on the record too. I think all of those, all of those songs we were like the most excited for. So, and we found a way to do our best to kind of cohesively bring people on a journey from when they listen from the beginning towards the end of that album. And I think uh, as hard as that is, like to have, you know, a song like Pendulum and a song like Highs and Lows, where you got this, I think we were able to do it uh, in a certain aspect. So, um, but, you know, you guys have to listen out there and let us know what you think. We were definitely intentional with how the albums, because we realized we we had these heavy songs, medium songs, lighter songs. And we thought, well, let's take it on the journey where, the original Felicity sound is kind of rooted in the harder side of things. So let's start the album off like that. And when things start to shift, it's with, you got this. And this is a little subtle Easter egg that I'll just put out there right now. Uh, You got this starts with, this is the turning point where everything changes. And at that point in the record, we are parting from those heavier songs and kind of going in this direction of, here's our other side where other influences are being drawn from. Man, how did I not catch that? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a hard one to pick up on, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we we can, we can drop, we can drop that right here. But it was, um, it was just showing how the rest of the album could be just a, a shift from what we typically do. And surprise, surprise, other fans start coming, uh, to the Felicity fandom from hearing, um, something like Wish You Weren't Here or Lonely Nights or Highs and Lows. And we're thinking, okay, we don't have to just do the, the harder, uh, the harder rock anymore. Yeah. It, it's cool. It's, uh, it's cool to have that, 
that uh, variety in your tool belt and kind of get your fans almost used to that from the get-go. Yeah, so that way, when you feel like writing something different, they don't like completely flip their <laughs> shit on you. And they're like, what the, what the fuck is this? You know, like, that is such a such a great point it's such a great point to make like because honestly so many bands will get shitted on for that you know what i mean but i feel yeah. like if you do that in the beginning you're like hey man look look at look at this record there was all of these different styles in there and we genuinely enjoy it so we're like all right well if you want to hate it you can hate it <laughs> right <hopefully> you don't. <laughs> right yeah exactly and um I, I think that's that's great to do early on, and I think a lot of a lot of the younger bands in the scene right now are doing that just because, great. well, for for many reasons. Obviously, they're they're like you. They've they've got uh, they're influenced by several several different styles of music. Um, so you know, and but I think I think listeners are also kind of changing their tune a little bit mm -hmm. as far as being more open to different sounds from a band they've loved since day one yeah, you know? yeah for sure um, I, I really I, I i think that's a great point so hopefully people continue to be more open-minded with things like that and and support bands because it's definitely a it's definitely a hard uh career to be in yes it is it certainly is and that's another thing to bring up too is thank you for doing an album by the way, because there's not oh. a ton of those going on in our, in our scene right now either. And, point. you know, and you can, we can argue about that. I'm not saying bands that don't do them are, are uh, bad bands or anything like that. No, like, and I totally get it. It, it, it always, it, it goes back to a conversation I had uh, with, um, Lauren Israel, who's a well-known songwriter and producer uh, on the podcast, he was talking about like, it's always about the single. It's always about the song. He's like, no matter what. And he's like, yeah. and, and he's absolutely right. It really is. But there's still sure. something about discovering a record that you absolutely love front to back, you know? And, and, and I think, and I think you hit yep. on it like yep. perfectly because we are, I, I do feel like, like the world is kind of moving into like that single it's you, you always have to have that single. You always have to be ready yep. to release something new because just the way people like, you know, grass music nowadays, it's so fast. It's so fast, you know, swallow the music yeah. and I need something new and I need something new. So I understand that aspect for the single, but I completely agree with you that bands, especially like there's always a craving for that piece of work and not just a single, you know, like multiple songs that kind of provide that journey for you. And I think that's where bands have that, that advantage sometimes to be able to have, to, to create that piece of work that allows people to go on a journey. And I think that's where you can get that real, that real dedicated fan base that stick with you. Um, you know what I mean? But not, but singles are great too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, but I love the aspect of an album because it can bring you on a journey that sometimes a single can't really do, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what uh, Brittany Edwards says. She says, uh, definitely a record that takes us on a journey that hits every emotion are uh, very cool. By the way, love, <laughs> love Mike Wall. Oh, she must be talking about the, your, the all the guitars. <laughs> all the wall, wall, yes. Yeah, I absolutely love that too. For those that are listening yeah. to this podcast instead of watching, Mike is, you're in the 
the the band practice space right now. I am right? in the band practice space. Okay. Right now. Yeah. So so behind Mike is you know all these guitars hanging on the wall. There's a drum set behind them, and it just yeah. looks really cool. So and and by the way, just a, another Easter egg. If you don't know, Lonely Nights was shot there as well. So there's oh, a, there's a okay, okay. Very cool. Um, a little bit more, you know. <laughs> so what? Since we're on the album topic, what is your your favorite part about the the album process, or you know, from from writing it to recording it to just just all of it? What's what's your favorite? What's your favorite part about it? Uh, I know mine, Damien. Would you like to go first, though, if you know yours? Um, no, you can go first. That's All right, I'll take, that. I'll take the lead again. I was offering. Look, look, how, look how polite we are as a band. I was gonna say, so <laughs> polite all of a sudden. Like to go first? <laughs> except, except you guys didn't see uh, before we actually went live. Mike was totally busting Damien's balls, but you know, oh, that's oh, another. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess it's like yes, selective. It's very selective. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so my favorite part is when the song ideas kind of conceived and you're now going into the lyric writing and you're trying to come up with those those words that just create the imagery to set the tone of the song and during when we were writing dear universe we were all in the same room contributing lyric ideas and rewriting things and on um on the day that we were working on pendulum and that that lyric session kind of started i had a lot of ideas that were just coming to me and it just it just flowed so easily and by the end of that day, I thought, wow, that was just a great contribution. And it felt so much fun just putting those ideas out there, sharing them with everybody. We're just bouncing off the room, like sharing experiences. And just that that creative burst that can happen in the studio is uh, is definitely my favorite part of it. Now, I love I love I love that. I love what Mike is saying. I'm 100 percent like <laughs> I'm with that aspect, too. But I also love truly the other side of things when these songs are, are completely done, everything is created and you're just in your car, you're driving and you're listening to these songs, you know, no one's heard it at all. And you're just smiling to yourself and you're like, I cannot wait to show the world these songs. I cannot wait to see. I hope that one of these songs touches someone in a certain way, makes them feel a certain way, gets them through an emotion. Um, because truly when I listen to music, that's how I connect with stuff. Like I connect when I listen to a song and it really brings me in. Like it's, it's unlike any feeling that I can experience. So being able to do that ourselves as a musician is like, it's, it's an experience. I can't even put into words like what that, what that feeling is just knowing that one day someone's going to hear this and hopefully it affects their life in a positive way. That's one of my favorite things about um, the album. Yeah, so, that, that's that was pretty answer, much great yeah, a very great answer. I I completely agree. Both both great answers. <laughs> um, but you know, Damien, I, I that's a that's along the lines of what I was thinking for myself is is um when you get to that moment where you've um either demoed out the song or you've just kind of laid down the the rough tracks for the actual final yeah. you know recording 
of the song and you yeah you're you're uh you spent a you know 12 hour day at the studio or eight hour day or whatever <laughs> it is yeah. you know and yeah. and you're 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 sitting in your car with the the burn cd that the you know the producer gave you mm-hmm. uh you know to listen to or whatever yeah. and it's the first time the song's been you know like i said recorded maybe and um you you actually get to hear what you've been working on and in a better sense. And I remember the same thing, just having that big smile on my face and just being like, you're just so excited. There's just all this adrenaline running through your body, you know, um, for those that, uh, you know, maybe don't write songs or create art and maybe you can relate more to a sports thing. It's literally like making, uh, that home run. Or, you know, yeah. getting that hole in one, yeah. um, you know, scoring a touchdown. It's like that same adrenaline rush when that moment happens, when 100%. you actually, we actually hear that, you know, whether it's finished or not, like, yeah. I, 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 I seriously get excited just from hearing the demo version, you know, yeah. um, it, it, you just, it's the same thing. You get that, that feeling, that, that excitement. Um, you know, going. It's, a, it's an amazing feeling and, and one to, to never take for granted because, mm-hmm. you know, once the songs are out, you know, they're out, but that special moment that you share, you know, just you and your car. And, uh, sometimes you're with all the guys too, which is great too, but it's just, a, it's just a special moment. And then, cause you know, you know, one day all these songs are going to be released and, and hoping that it, it, it makes people feel good when they hear, it. you know, just, just those thoughts run through my mind. Yeah. yeah, there were a few times when we got uh, the tracks in their kind of maybe fifty percent done kind of phase, just scratch vocals and no production. And I remember one time, Damien, we were in the car, and it was probably I think it was Ghost Town that had a little bit more production done, and we're like, "Ooh, this sounds like it could be a really good one." And 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 yeah. just how much it's changed since then and the excitement we had at that point listening to it and, and to see what it's become now. I mean, all the songs in the album, just what they were to what they became, just the yeah. same thing. Yeah, absolutely. There's just nothing, nothing like that feeling whatsoever. So everyone needs to go listen to Dear Universe right now. Go do yeah. it. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> tell your friends, tell your grandma. She might like it. She uh, will like at least one song. At least one. Least one. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, you, um, out, out of a lot of the bands in the scene right now, you guys have totally nailed uh, your marketing strategy. It's so good. <laughs> it's so freaking good. I've been <laughs> laughing. Like, I've been like, seriously? Like, they're doing this? This is how, you know, the, like, the, one of the best ones was, was it, it was either, what, it was you, Damien, or it was Andrew? I can't remember, but it was. Is it, are you talking about, are you talking about the, uh, Red X? X? The, well, um, Yes, yes, right. That, that would have been, yeah, that was Damien. Yes, so that, that was Damien. So yeah, uh, so Damien was kicked out of the band, right? Or yeah. you let, or you quit the band? Which one was it? I kicked was, I was kicked out of the band by the rest of the band. So yeah, yeah so it was, uh, it was a, it, it was pretty crazy. I'll tell you that. Like so, like um, I felt, I fell for it. Like. Oh. You know, at at first, you're at one first. Of many, don't, worry, don't worry, many people fell for it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I'm glad. I'm glad you you definitely had fun with it too. Like and and can laugh it off after. 
because that that wasn't the only reaction that was that was done. But we just wanted to have like uh, you know a lot of fun with it and just have fun with our fans. Sometimes a lot of people are always just being super serious, you know, in, in bands. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing either. You know what I mean? You you can you know follow any suit that you want, but sometimes you want to have fun with your fans and and this this idea. Maybe we took it a little too far, but we definitely had fun in the process. Like, I don't. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think you took it too far. So, like for those that for those that don't know, <laughs> explain the situation and and kind of give all us right. a, a backstory on yeah, like, how this wanna... all unfolded. Because I really, <laughs> I, I really thought it was a great, uh, you know, promotional marketing gimmick. Yes, yeah. I'll, I, I'll give the quick the quick rundown. Um, this was after Pendulum was released. We were having a little party and sharing some beers. The idea starts flowing around. I think Andrew presented it. Uh, yes. What if we actually kick Damien out of the band as like a marketing thing? Because the music video for You Got This has him out of the band already. And I mean, we're just having a bunch of beers. Think like, oh, it's a great idea. Yeah, okay, all right, whatever, whatever. So then at the next band practice, we hadn't even discussed it, planned it, or made anything like, a big deal just at the end of that band practice we're like hey weren't we talking about just kicking damien out as kind of like a fun thing to hype up the album release and we're like yeah yeah okay yeah put a red x on his face yeah just post that picture all right guys here we go and we just did it and thought maybe a few people will see it and go oh those guys are bullshitting within five minutes we're all getting text messages from friends, family. <laughs> is this true? What the hell is going on? And it's and it's it's insane how quickly that blew up. We kind of started to ignore it and thought, ah, whatever. We'll just deal with all of this later. And then uh, Damien was getting obviously the brunt of it because he's the one kicked out of the band. And then he goes ahead and calls Andrew on the way home and goes, "Do uh, do we need to go back on this? Do we should we should we, should we undo this right now? Do we go too far?" And Andrew's like, "We're gonna fucking double down." <laughs> And that straight up, straight up. That's that's exactly what he said. I was like, I was like, Drew, Drew, I'm really getting a lot of heat right now, man. Uh, are you thinking we need to pull back a little bit? And legitimately, he's like, No, we need, we got to double down. <laughs> and and so the next day, we just looked at the Facebook comments, and and Corey and I left some breadcrumbs that kind of made light of a situation that, like, if it were true we were saying things that just seemed kind of too playful, but (laughs) some people didn't, some people didn't even care to read the comments and they just wanted to react. But as the, as the comments started to fill up and then the next day we're like, well, how do we, how do we fire back? How do we one up this? And we thought, all right, put a red X on all of our faces. And then Damien, uh, post that picture of him. It's like, yeah, fuck these guys. That's (laughs) That's when we broke. We, 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 we almost, we felt like we were breaking the internet at that point because it was going, it started to go, viral on twitter as well yeah yeah someone had someone had uh copied the the picture and said this is um the funniest way to kick out a band member and like there were so many likes and reposts and we're like wow guys it's it's all over twitter now so (laughs) it was crazy well it worked Yeah, it worked perfectly. And, and, and as time went on, uh, more and more people started to figure it out, but then there was still this, like this group that just held strong to know this is wrong team Damien or 
yes, you kicked him out. You're better off without him. Fuck that guy. So we saw both sides of it. And it was so funny when the ones that said, yeah, you're better off without Damien came in. I took a screenshot of that, sent it to him. I said, yup, we got to move on. <laughs> and, and, and we had even done, we had even started getting auditions being sent. because Oh, we had, we had, oh we, man. We had yeah. made a hotline as well. And like, we legitimately did not think um, that we would get a lot of uh, those auditions in. And we're, we're, we're definitely like humbled by that and definitely grateful for a lot of, a lot of musicians out there because sometimes, you know, in a band you're moving them, you know, a million miles per minute. So you don't even think that you're making, you know, that people care about you. And, and it was, it was awesome to see a lot of musicians auditioning and, and did great auditions as well. So, um, yeah, so that that was pretty crazy too. And at some point, we're hoping to do like a compilation with all of those. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool, good yeah. idea. I like Actually that. Put like the, the the stems of the music behind them singing our songs and just saying, "Here you go, like thank you for calling and leaving this this voicemail where you're putting yourself out there." This is yeah. the least we can do. Yeah, that w- that would be cool and yeah. uh, a way to be like, "Hey, sorry, we." Uh, Blue smoke up your ass. Yeah, in a, in a sense, because we were definitely, you know, we were definitely like everything else. Like, you know, we were. That was the one thing that kind of like we were thinking, man, that that kind of sucked, you know. But ever, you know, in in terms of the other things that we were going for, in terms of just having fun with our fans and, and building that buzz, a lot of people um, definitely laughed it off in the end. They're like, man, you guys pulled one over on me. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm really, so I'm really good. glad you did. Because like so one, good. a lot of people were like, you had me on my the edge of my seats from like Monday till Friday. And this felt like the longest week in our lives because, you know, it wasn't it wasn't all like, uh, you know, great stuff being said. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we were just like, man, can Friday come? Can we just put out this music video so that we can be done with it? And, um, you know, but the response at the end of the day was, was great. And. We're and and we just kind of followed suit after that after that experience where we did like um, stuff with the dolls for the music video video yeah, yeah. for the weather and we just kept having like fun with our fans and they definitely appreciated it so I'm glad people enjoyed it. I'm glad and uh, I think uh, when it's all said and done you'll have to teach some kind of class on marketing for for music <laughs> for bands you know so uh, just we, uh, we gotta keep you got to keep one up in yourselves from now on you know it's you set the you set that bar Man, really it's, high it's going to be it's going to be tough but we're definitely we won't shy away from it. So as you can see, we'll, we'll try and push the boundaries if we can. <laughs> Do oh, it, yeah. man. Yeah. Do it. You got to keep the momentum going, you yeah, know? I agree. Uh, all right. Well, Damien and Mike, it's it's been so great having you guys on. Um, Dear Universe is out everywhere. Um, what are the links that everyone can can catch you guys, follow you, and all that fun stuff? Yes. Uh, um, if yeah. you go, oh, I'll... Would you like to say it, Damien? I will. You can do the honors of saying the the links and everything. All right, <laughs> uh, you guys can follow. I'll take it this time, okay, Mike? Right, I'm, I'm so thing. glad like, he's, he's not generous. He's too polite. You let me go again. Anyway, you guys can follow us at at We Are Felicity on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Music, Spotify, all of that stuff, Twitter, and everything. Um, yeah, and give give us a follow. Um, say hi to us, um, interact with us, watch the crazy shit that we do. And, um, <laughs> and hopefully you guys really dig this new album cause we're really proud of it. And thank you so much for having us on this podcast. It's always yes, a pleasure and we really appreciate it.
I appreciate you guys. So I'm going to go listen to uh, more of, you know, Dear Universe and just keep, you know, streaming the hell out of it for you. Heck yeah. So, Thank you so much. You'll yeah. have a new favorite. You'll have a new favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah I probably will, honestly. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll let you know what that, that new favorite is going to be. Definitely, when definitely. I, let you. When, I, when I figure it out. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great rest of the night. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. See ya. All right. Damien and Mike, let's give them a uh, round of applause (laughs) once again from Velocity. It was so great uh, having those guys on and and catching up with them after three years, which, gosh, like I said, it just feels like another lifetime ago just because of all the, the pandemic nonsense that we've all been dealing with, which I'm sure you can relate to as well. So um, before we get to our next interview with uh, Peach uh, uh, from Punk Rock Factory, uh, just a reminder to uh, show some love and support to our title sponsor, which is Pop Punk Takeout. It's a monthly subscription box where they take... Uh, merchandise from pop punk bands from all over the world and they put it inside a pizza takeout box or there's actually a smaller version that's a little more um it's a uh, it's a little cheaper than the, the pizza box uh, it's a chinese takeout box so you can pick one of those have it sent directly to your door once a month and i know for the month of august they teamed up uh with mxpx rivals and so many other great bands to deliver you some really awesome merchandise so go to poppunktakeout.com uh, uh sign up for your subscription today also follow them on tiktok on Instagram and on Facebook at Pop Punk Takeout. So, as I said earlier, Punk Rock fa- or Punk Rock Factory. I always want to say Punk Rock Karaoke, but that's a completely different band. Uh, punk Rock Factory. They are in the United Kingdom. We always do our live stream every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time, which is super late, super early for them. So, I pre-recorded this interview earlier. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get to it right now. All right. Well, welcome, Peach of uh, Punk Rock Factory to Pop Punk and Pizza. This is uh, a pre-recorded interview, and it's a uh, it's a weird situation right now. As you can see, I'm not in the uh, the studio. They actually have my power off right now because I guess they've got the the whole neighborhood. Uh, Everyone is, is shut down. Their power shut down so they can do some kind of upgrades. And, of course, it happened during uh, this this interview. But we're, uh, we're, we're trudging on. And um, the reason why this is pre-recorded and it's not a part of the live stream is because, you know, Punk Rock Factory is in the United, uh, United Kingdom. I'm in the United States. There's that six-hour time difference. So, um, but anyway, welcome, Peach. To, Thanks, uh, Mom. Thanks yeah, for having me. Of course. I, uh, I know I said this to you yesterday, but um, I've been listening uh, to Punk Rock Factory a lot in the car with my son just because it's tunes he's familiar with, it's songs he's familiar with, and it's, you know, it's G-rated or PG-rated, however you want to throw that out there. So um, we've been jamming out a lot to um, Punk Rock Factory in the car. He's four. He loves it. I think his favorite song is probably Life is a Highway. I think that's the one he likes the best. Yeah, Yeah, Um, Cars Band. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he he knows it from cars. Yeah. So, um, but it it just punk rock factory is such a cool thing. And how did that get started up? Um, it was it was a bit of a random one, really. I mean, all of us have been in bands forever, and we've all either been in bands with each other or worked together at some point. Um, and it just started off as a bit of a bit of a laugh one or two you know evening a week um <laughs> a mate of ours had a studio we were just messing about check some stuff on youtube um and it was literally just to kind of satisfy our musical side really because none of us were in bands at the time and it was just a bit of bit of fun and um yeah and think things got left we we did it for about i don't know maybe 12 months um and then we just stopped doing it. We did it short, briefly, put a couple of videos out. Um, and then, you know, we all got busy with other stuff. Some of us worked with some other projects and, and stuff. And then um, I think it was about a three year break. And then we decided to get back together and we did the foot and we finished. We'd already recorded a bunch of stuff and never did anything with it. And then we put the first album out there. And when we kind of, when we kind of reunited then. So when was, when was that when you guys first got together? the end of 2014 i think start of 2015 um okay we did put a put a few things out through 2015 recorded some more more stuff then maybe 2016 uh beginning of and then that none of that saw the light of day until the end of 2019 so yeah it was a big it was a big gap yeah that is a big gap but when you guys kind of picked it back up um that's that's really kind of when things started started picking yeah, it up gained for the traction. Yeah, we put we put the first album out. We didn't have any expectations of it really. It didn't do very well. It had, you know, we had some sort of few loyal fans that had stuck with us with us from from the earlier stuff. Um, we so we put that album out. It got some plays. It got some follows, but it didn't really do a huge amount. Um, that's when we started playing with the different things on on socials and TikTok. Um, and it just kind of escalated from there after that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when, when it comes to, I'm trying to think of how I word this, when it comes to, to choosing the songs, how, how do you guys do that? Do you just kind of like come together well, and you're like, well, let's do this. I mean, the, the the first album originally it started out as we were going to do a bit of a '90s album, which is where things like Mbop and um, a couple of others came from. Yes, um, but then it quickly diverted. We thought let's do this one, let's do this one, let's do this one, and it just ended up being a bit of a mixed bag of an album. Um, the the Disney album then a whole new worst. Um, <laughs> that we we did the Lion King on the first album. The just can't wait to be king was on the first album, um, and we we were we were like, like I said we were always playing with stuff on on social medias in regards to what we're posting and how we're posting it and when. Um, we posted a clip of just can't wait to be king on TikTok, um, and it went people went mad for it. They were loving the whole kind of pop punk Disney thing. Um, so we thought let's do more. Let's do more of the Disney stuff then. If people, that's what people are digging, and then it kind of escalated into an album, and then it escalated into guests on nearly every song, 
Um, and it just it just kind of went crazy after that. Then the Disney album was really the the album that made us, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because look, look at what those songs did for Disney originally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, and and whether you you love or hate Disney songs, you know them. Like, yeah. you know them word for word almost, um, or at least some of the words, and you just kind of make up the other ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, um, it, it really, it, it's fun. It's so fun to hear the songs done in a more uh, current style of of pop punk or yeah. punk rock, however, you know, you want to categorize it. And um I, I think the, um, I just, I don't know. I, I like, I picture like you guys in the studio, it just must be like a bunch of goofing around and oh, just non-stop <laughs> bro. Absolutely non-stop. Um, we take very, we don't take a lot of stuff seriously. Um, we never have done. Um, however, behind the scenes, we are idiots and we do mess about a lot. But when it comes down to it, we do we do things properly. Do you know what I mean? We we agonize over everything, whether it's a social post or how the video is going to look or everything. Like even down to what's this one bar of this song going to do because I didn't like it being like that. And we we'll sit we we can sit there for an hour or two at a time agonizing over about a three or four second part of the track. Um, so yeah, as much as we do dick about is equally as much a graph behind it as well. Do you know what I mean? We we do put the time and we do put a we do put a lot of lot of the effort in. <laughs> oh you obviously do because um I feel like obviously people are always covering the songs that you guys have covered. And there are um I mean there's countless great versions of like Let It Go, for example. Yeah. Or even with you know your most recent album um masters of the universe i mean um you guys cover scooby-doo on there and there's a lot of people yeah. that have done great versions of even just scooby-doo over the years but no one does it quite like you guys and you obviously take the time to to um to kind of make those parts fit from the original song into your style because yeah. i feel like some covers they uh they don't do that as well they they just kind of no. like they just kind of glide over it or even with your harmonies like your harmonies are spot on you obviously take the time do, to make yeah. sure those are all there so yeah you're yeah, obviously we, we do we, we agonize over every little detail and you say we we want we try and stay as true to the original as possible so like even little things like i remember when we did how far i'll go um, in the chorus of that, I think it was, if, if you listen to our vision, um, there's like a guitar part in running through the whole chorus, like a, a guitar riff. Instead, picked that out of some, I don't know whether it was a flute or a violin. It was some weird, really obscure little bit, if you actually listen to it, and you just pick that out, and then we kind of run with that. So it's got, it's got so many aspects of the original in it, but we really drill into making it our kind of track. Like we've been said, it's been told, uh, been told before. Where, like, we we literally rewrite the song as such. Do you know what I mean? But then, equally, 
we keep all of as many of the originals in it as well. So it's just just a complete Frankenstein original. Yeah, it's um it it kind of like if someone wasn't familiar with how far I'll go, um, if they weren't familiar with the movie Moana and they just heard your version of how far I'll go, they'll probably think, Oh, this sounds like four years strong or something like that. Like they would yeah. have no idea that it's, it's a we Disney that comparison song. Would, quite a lot, actually. I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, <laughs> one of the, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but it's, it's one of the first things that came to my mind too. It's like, it's a, it's, um, a, it's a massive compliment to us, dude. We, we're all big four years strong fans. I mean, obviously you can kind of hear that in our music, I guess, but um, yeah, four years strong, nail it. They're amazing. I oh, absolutely, and I think it's great that you kind of uh, you kind of took their sound and was like, you know, you can almost say, yeah, we're a band that sounds like if uh, you know, Four Years Strong decided to cover every cool song and <laughs> and, and pop culture, that this is what it would sound like if they covered it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is uh, because that's I don't know, that's what I think in my mind, but um, with uh, what was. Uh, since we're still on the uh, the the subject of Disney, though, what was one of the songs that was actually the hardest? Was it "How Far I'll Go," or were most of the Disney songs pretty how, simple? How far I'll go was how far I'll go was quite an easy one, to be honest. Um, so many of them were difficult, though. Surprising, like when you really drill into the Disney stuff, it's all written for sort of musicals and um, like orchestras and stuff like that. So, like. The, the parts and the arrangements on them are insane. Um, they, they're always, every Disney song, there's different there's key changes and there's all sorts of stuff going on and it's wild. Um, and so, like, so many of them didn't translate into um, our kind of style. So some of them, you know, we did, I couldn't even remember many, but there was quite a few that we tried that we just had to leave because um, they just didn't work. But the hardest, well, the one that we had the most stress over was um, uh, Make a Man from uh, Mulan. Okay. Um, now, it ended up, this ended up being one of our favorites. I, we love that track, that we love how that track came out. But it was, it's such an odd track because all the, the actual music to it, to the original, is just the same as the vocal melody. So, like, if you're playing guitar and, and, and singing the same thing, it just sounds a bit pony. So, you know, we we have really had to sort of drill into that and make it different. And there was a lot, there was a lot of head scratching, a lot of time, not wasted, but a lot of time spent <laughs> trying to find something that really worked with that. Well, and aren't there, there's, I mean, almost every, like you said, almost every Disney song has a key change in it, but aren't there quite a few in that one? There's, I think there's only, I think there's only one or two changes in the Mulan one. Oh, okay. Um, do you want to build a snowman from Frozen? Um, that song's only a minute and a half long, and it's got three key changes in it. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I guess <laughs> that that's Broadway. Was, I guess that's Broadway for you. I mean, or music, like you said, music. Exactly. Like, exactly. Their music is is usually yeah. so complex, even though, like you just said, it's a ninety second song, <laughs> but it's got it's ridiculous. All these, it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, but like it really is. Like on the new album, obviously there's one, there's one or two on the new album. Um, 
that that are also Disney, um, Gummy Bears. You listen to it; it's a great song. It sounds like a pop punk song. It's wicked, but it's mental. I think I think it changes key uh, to and from different keys five or six times. Wow! Um, and even in the solo section, I think it changes key three times in the solo section. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that, yeah, that would drive me crazy. Absolutely crazy. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Um, I I know when I was first diving into Punk Rock Factory, and I heard uh, you guys cover Super Califragilistic I was like, "Wow, they went there!" Yeah. Like, I can't because <laughs> you guys did it so fast, and it's obviously so hard to say. Even just like I had to like just now saying it, yeah. I had to really think about, OK, how do I say this word? So like <laughs> I was like, I can't believe they did that song in the the fast punk rock beat, you know. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we liked that when that came out really well. It was kind of it's kind of a, a nod to um, some of the old school punk stuff, really, with that when it's less kind of pop punk and more just kind of flat out old school punk that one so we, we enjoyed that one came out yeah are there any songs that like after like hashing it out and you know doing take after take or just like spending so much time learning the song you're just like okay when it comes to a live show we're not doing that one <laughs> <sighs> which do you know what the couple a uh, couple that we don't like um a whole new world which is obviously the, the title track off the album it's it's mental. It's it's ridiculous to play, and it's probably the one that we weren't happy with them. Them on the I'm not saying not happy with it, but it's the one we liked the least of. Yeah. What was um, it about that you didn't like the way it turned out? I mean, it came out great, but it's just it's just not as we didn't think it was as good as the others. It was nothing yeah. you could really sort of dial into um, and say, but. It just didn't come out as good as the others. But, I mean, Liv, yeah. Liv's guest vocal on it, Liv Haynes, her vocal was insane. Oh, um, yeah. We, we were super happy with her vocal. But just a, just overall, it was probably just the one on the album that we weren't we weren't the biggest fans of. Um, the rest of them, that we were all pretty happy with the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, with Masters of the Universe, <laughs> um, which is, you know, the latest album out now that everyone can go listen to, um, it's it's compromised of, it's it's pretty much all, not all of them are cartoon songs, but it's only like, it's like TV shows, pop culture, like, it's all kind of uh, a mishmash of songs. And the one, what I love is when... Some sometimes when these songs start out and I'm not looking at my phone to see what the title is like when I was listening today, it was uh, when the Arthur theme song came on and, you know, that the first bar, the first measures of it or whatever. I'm like and it's really heavy. You know, it's really heavy guitars. I'm like, like, what the hell song is this? And then, you know, the vocals (laughs) kick in and the mel, you know, the melody comes in. And I'm like, oh, the Arthur theme song. I I like it just threw me off. I'm like, like, what is this? Is this an original? Like what? You know, what's going on? So, yeah, yeah, that that I that I love are are those uh, things that just kind of happen by accident? Or do you put thought into that or? 
usually with, with things like that, with Arthur, for example, I mean, in, in the key that it's in, it didn't sound right the octave up, so we wanted to go the octave lower, which just made it sound really dirty. Yeah, um, it was like I so that, that's pretty much gonna... where the heaviness came from with that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you guys were gonna go into like like a super you know metal version of whatever it was, yeah. and then I finally figured it out. But you know, Arthur, I think I just read they're actually canceling the show now after however many yeah, years. Yeah, heard that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, which is I think it's been at least. It's been at least twenty years, I think, since they've been doing that that show. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, but I mean, I I loved like I grew up reading the books, so you know, I never got into the TV show okay. much when I was a kid, but I read the books um, and uh, and loved them. But what like out of some of the the songs on the new album, what's like what did you you know grow up? like watching or listening to because obviously you know i mentioned arthur but there's scooby-doo um you know the um there's power rangers you guys cover what were some of your favorites were a little bit after they were a little bit after my childhood to be honest with you um Mm -hmm. um, power rangers is probably the tail end of it um, I I grew up on I was always Ghostbusters and um, and Turtles to be honest with you that was that was always my go to. Um, is Ghost is Ghost always enjoyed a bit guys... of the cats, bit of He Man, but Go- Ghostbusters and Turtles was the one. Did Ghostbusters is Ghostbusters on the new record? I can't remember. No, now. it's not. Okay, we 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 toyed with the idea, um, but. When you think of Ghostbusters, you think more of a movie soundtrack than kids TV, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we kind of um, earmarked that one for maybe a movies album. Okay, so we that, kind of kept, that makes kept sense. That yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And with the new album, um, there are no there's there are there any guest vocals because. I, it's just no. you guys. No, none. Yeah. I mean, the, the guest vocal thing was never, never a plan. It was never something that we, we wanted to do. It was never something that we consciously thought of. It just kind of escalated. Um, Steve from Belvedere um, was the first guest that we got because we were already talking to him, but he was going to guest on something with us already. Um, and then it ended up in Disney and Jarrett got in touch with us because he'd been watching us on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, That's um, awesome. So we started <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, so yeah, he got in touch, and we we asked him if he but if he fancied it, and he was up for it. And then um, he got us in touch with um, Tony from Mest, um, and then Tony just brought so many other people in um, that it just it ended up being pretty much the entire album of guests. Yeah, I I liked the uh, the Tony Lovato uh, cover. The um, it was. Uh, it was can you feel the love tonight yeah yeah um and he got his kid he got his kids involved in that right or his son yeah he did yeah yeah in the video yeah in the video yeah Yeah. that was i think that was my favorite part but maybe that's just because i'm a softie because i'm a dad but you know (laughs) (laughs) and but you have kids as well yeah yeah the two kids yeah so i mean they're um they kind of, they kind of growing out of it a little bit now. My boy's just coming up eleven. Okay. Um, my daughter's nine now. Um, so 
I, we we don't tend to have a lot of Disney on in the house anymore. Um, <laughs> as you can imagine, my uh, my my head was filled with it <laughs> previously. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably now all about the uh, you know listening to Dua Lipa or Billie Eilish or oh. you know. Any... <laughs> I'm I'm, dis- I'm disgusted with some of the music they listen to. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, and it's like what comes around goes around, right? It's it's so funny because you just think about when you were a kid and how much your parents yeah, yeah. hated you know Absolutely. like I, I remember in my house, um, I remember my brother getting in trouble for um, listening to Corn and Limp Biscuit, like. You know, yeah, <laughs> and uh, they were they were a staple. They were a staple in the early two thousands, weren't they? Let's be honest. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, what what were some of the? Um, did you ever? What were your parents like when it came to your younger years of of listening to music? Was there anything I mean, they, that that you were not allowed to listen to, or like, did you get your CDs taken away? Like, no, not really. No, no, they were they were pretty good to be fair. Um, like my mum took me to buy my first album when I was about ten years old, and it was um, it was Nevermind on cassette. Nice. Um, she she took me to get that. Um, they were always pretty broad minded. My mum was all, my mum was always into her. Um, she was into things like the Beatles and Queen and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, was, she was she was pretty sound. My my old man, not much of a music fan, but he was always he was always pretty cool with it. As long as I wasn't as long as it wasn't thumping through the bedroom floor downstairs, and uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was right. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing, right? I remember when <clears throat> my brother, my oldest brother, and I we we uh, were both in bands, you know, growing up as teenagers, and we always had our practices at the house in the basement. And I remember my my dad in particular even my mom, but it was mostly my dad when the, uh, the bass player would have his bass really bumping, it would rattle some things upstairs, you yeah, know? Yeah. And my That's dad, the worst, didn't it? Yeah. And my dad <laughs> would really get so angry about that and, and would, you know, send a text or, or go downstairs and be like, Hey, uh, turn down that bass, <laughs> whatever, you know? Yeah. Always, yeah. Always good times. Um, but, uh, with, with, uh, you know, masters of the universe being out right now, uh, there are physical copies available for that, right? Uh, vinyl. Yeah. The, the f- physical copies are all on pre-order at the moment. Um, so okay. we're doing it on uh, CD, vinyl and cassette. Nice. Um, so there's, there's various bundles available on our website. Um, but yeah, they're all pre-order at the moment. Um, they're going to be looking at shipping around about around the beginning of October, I think, is when they're going to be shipping. Um, it's been backlogged at the... Um, pressings uh, vinyl pressing places so um everything's just taking its time at the minute yeah and uh they say it all has to do with covid um mostly or i feel like it's probably a combination of things it's probably that and also the fact that there's just such a demand nowadays for vinyl (laughs) you know yeah absolutely absolutely um, and then uh, as I, the, the album though, is on all streaming platforms. So, you know, yeah, if, all platforms, all platforms. Yeah. Anything, whatever, whatever you're using, it'll be there. Yeah. Right. And, uh, there's also a tour coming up later this year. 
Uh, you probably want to talk yeah, about so that you, UK for a minute. Tour. Um, yeah, the UK tour now um, kicks off on the 21st of November. Um, so we're doing 13 shows um, over the UK um, over November and December. Um, nothing, nothing set for next year yet, but um, you know, fingers crossed, we'll uh, we'll get get on get over the pond and look at America and Canada, maybe. My my power just came back on. <laughs> you can see my oh, fans moving. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, and you heard that. Yeah, you probably heard some beeping, like my microwave and stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good news. But um, anyway, yeah. Have Have you guys been to the United States yet? Not not as a band, no, no. Um, something we definitely want to do. Um, yeah. Obviously, at the moment, it's just not possible. But you know, as, as soon as. Uh, soon as anything anything comes up we'll uh we'll be there right absolutely well please let me know when you do land here because i would love to see you guys live <laughs> it's got to be so fun so uh, how do you uh, what what do you bring to a live show what is that what is that like for punk rock factory i would imagine it's uh it's got to be you know uh full of fun and antics considering the catalog that you have available well, yeah, I mean, you know, there'll be there'll be a lot of songs, as you can imagine. A lot of the songs are quite short anyway, so it'll be it'll be it'll be full of different tracks. Um, but we, you know, we're always we're always always pushing the boundaries with with the live stuff in regards to we'll we'll make things into medleys and we'll add extra songs in and we'll put like a different song in the middle of another song or so. You know, there's there'll there'll be plenty of that going on. <laughs> okay cool yeah I love I know some people get annoyed with it but I love medleys live. When bands do that, I don't know what it is, yeah. but I'm I'm just a sucker to to see how they can, yeah. you know, swiftly move from one thing to another and in a blink of an eye. And if it's, if like, it's oh. done right, it can sound great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, where can people uh, get tickets for the the tours or the tour in the UK that's coming up later this year? So, so the the UK tour. Um, uh, uh, tickets go on sale on Friday, 10 p.m. at uh, 10 a.m. UK time on Friday. Um, so you can get access to those through our website, um, which will then link you to the relevant um, ticket websites. Then, uh, okay, cool. Uh, certain dates with different um, companies. So awesome. And speaking of the the U.S., if you ever do make it here, whether it's for tour or not, you mentioned. Uh, Never mind. So if like you're still a big fan of Nirvana, I just read the other day, um, it was announced this week that Kurt Cobain's home is is gonna be is gonna be considered like an historic landmark now. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And I don't know if that means it's gonna be like open to the public or anything like that. Maybe. Yeah. But um yeah, maybe. that might be might be something to look into if, if place you ever of interest. Find, yeah. Yeah, yeah if you ever find it. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not a huge Nirvana fan, but I've always appreciated Nirvana and what what they did for for punk rock and just yeah. the rock scene in general, you know. Yeah, it was amazing. And uh it would be cool to check that out if it's, you know, it's actually open yeah, to the public. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um so Peach Thank you so much for talking with me, man, and and thanks for no worry, putting, putting up with my um my crazy <laughs> schedule and my <laughs> crazy situations that I've been finding Not myself in this week. Um, anything else punk rock factory related, or 
any other projects that you're I, involved in you want to plug no nothing no that's this is uh this is our sole project and this is where the heart lies <laughs> all right <laughs> all right awesome i i'm just hoping one day that pop punk and pizza becomes uh so popular that punk rock factory ends up covering our theme song you know because that would absolutely <laughs> make my day i mean it's already in the style of you know punk rock but it's not in the style yeah. of punk rock factory because you know you guys <laughs> well you pop know, punk you... and pizza are two of our favorite things so i wouldn't rule it out well, there you go. <laughs> you never know. All right. Well, you have a uh, have a great night since well Sweet. late afternoon. You too, Mom. It, yeah, it's it's what it's almost five o'clock there now, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's it. Almost dinner time. Pizza. Perfect. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Amazing. We'll talk- All right. Thanks for that, Mom. Yeah. No. Thank you, and tell the rest of the guys we said hey and and uh, appreciate you being here. Yeah. Well. All right. Perfect. Take Thanks, care. Dude. Yep. Bye. Take it easy, man. Bye. Okay. Thank you again to Peach of Punk Rock Factory for being on Pop Punk and Pizza earlier. That was a pre-recorded interview I had to do earlier in the day because of uh, the time zone difference. So um, really, really appreciate him. And uh, yeah, Mike of Earshot Media. Thank you so much for watching, Mike. I was wondering if uh, you had caught it or not. And uh, I hope you're doing well, man. And uh, thank you so much for setting that up. If you ever need, by the way, if you ever need press, Mike from Earshot Media is one of the people I suggest hitting up. He's such a great dude, hard worker. He's uh, worked some pretty impressive campaigns over the years. So uh, definitely hit Mike up. I'm Jacques Lamore. Thank you for listening to this episode of uh, Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast or watching as well. We do stream uh, the recordings of each episode live every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Time on our Facebook, our YouTube, and our Twitch accounts. So uh, follow all of those if you ever want to catch the live stream on Wednesday. If not, the episode is available the following day, every Thursday on all podcast platforms. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. And also catch up on previous episodes at poppunkpizzapod.com. You can also buy merch there, um, sign up for our mailing list, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can submit your band's music to the show, poppunkpizzapod.com. All of that is there. And of course, shout out once again to Pop Punk Takeout for being our wonderful title sponsor. Make sure you show them some love and support as well by going to poppunktakeout.com. Lots of pop punk takeout there, <laughs> but, um, or lots of pop punk, but th- that's why that's why we're sponsored by Pop Punk Takeout because the the marriage just works so well. Have a great rest of the night, and uh, I'll talk to you next Wednesday, which is going to be. I got to pull it up once again. I'm sorry. I'm ill-prepared once again. Um, (laughs) August 11th, Wednesday, August 11th, 7 p.m. Central Time is uh, going to be with uh, Pulley and also um, I'm actually forgetting the other band. Um, that's booked on the stream as well. Um, but definitely Pulley, Scott from Pulley. Uh, we're going to be talking to him for sure. So uh, that'll be next Wednesday, August 11th. Have a great rest of the night. Great rest of the day, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. And uh, truly appreciate you. And take good care of yourself, all right? Hey.
It's nice to meet ya Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza